Monarch, and this is a show about spiritual lifestyle and personal evolution. I'm an evolutionary astrologer, a clairvoyant, and a thought leader, and I started this podcast to have eclectic and impactful conversations about astrology, as well as all things spiritual and personal development. The following audio is taken from YouTube. I just put this video up. You might like the YouTube version if you want to look at the chart that I'm speaking to. I'm doing a mini reading for an audience member that asked a question, but if you want to just listen in, you can go ahead and do that. But I will leave the link in the notes for the um, video on YouTube if you want to follow along looking at the chart. Hey, this is Sabrina Monarch of Monarch Astrology and Magic of the Spheres podcast. I'm going to be doing a a mini public reading for someone in my audience who submitted a question. Um, I'm going to turn my video off momentarily because the sun is setting and this is like a really cute look at the moment, but it's going to go away quickly. Um, But yeah, I just got back from the gym at my apartment building and sat down to... um, sit with the chart, sit with the question and share this with you. I wanted to do these um, public mini readings as like an educational thing, um, just to show some ways to read charts and to respond to people's questions, um, how to find those questions in the chart. So let's get started. Hi, Sabrina. My name is Lorraine and yeah. If you look at my chart, you can tell I'm no stranger to tough aspects, Um, but I'm feeling very stuck and confused with the overall direction of my life. And I'm curious what you have to say about Jupiter and Taurus and the North and South Node right now in Aries and Libra and also Pluto that just entered Aquarius. Um, I'm currently single and I'm also currently a bedside nurse and I'm definitely struggling being being in a system that doesn't see the bigger, more spiritual picture of life. And so, yeah, just having your thoughts on that would be lovely. Thank you. So here's what we heard. Um, Lorraine mentioned feeling stuck, not sure of the overall direction of her life. Um, currently single and working as a bedside nurse, feeling disenchanted by the work environment, um, not being magical or spiritual. So when I think about purpose for an astrology reading, purpose is really multidimensional as a concept and also in the chart. As a concept, for example, purpose and career are not always one and the same, though they can be, right? Like our service, our work in the world, is purpose, but also just like who we are and our impact on our communities and in relationships are also purposeful. Um, So just something to think about. But then as something in the chart, I would likely start with the midheaven or the 10th house. They're not always the same in a chart. Um, In this chart, we have whole sign 10th house is going to be ruled by Taurus. I have the chart up in Porphyry. Um, which is the main house system I use, but I always see the chart also in whole sign, like in my head at the same time. Um, But then we have the midheaven here at 20 degrees Aries. So we actually have two indicators in this chart of that kind of like career, legacy, life purpose kind of signature. Um, And then I would also look to the north node. 
um, for the soul direction. So here's what I'm noticing for you, Lorraine. I'm going to start with something that I'm more a student of. I'm rooted in evolutionary astrology, but I have been studying Hellenistic the last few years, and I actually still consider myself a beginner at Hellenistic, um, but I weave it into evolutionary and yeah, root it in what I'm strong at and venture out into Hellenistic bit by bit, you know, more and more all the time. But what I notice from a Hellenistic perspective is that your chart has this pretty dramatic amount of planets in dignity. So in domicile or exaltation, we have an exalted moon in Taurus. We have domicile um, Venus in Libra. We have domicile Mars in Scorpio and domicile Saturn in Aquarius. So that's a lot. And that simply means that those planets are well-resourced for their jobs in your natal chart or the promise of your natal chart. You can read that as a type of fortune. It's kind of like a planetary privilege. It's also a lot of life. It's a lot of energy. Um, so this is why I'm giving this mini reading the dramatic title of Heavy is the Crown, alluding to the Leo rising, of course, but also the sense that you may have internally of being meant for great things, right? You have all these well-resourced planets, which creates a sense in the native oftentimes of like needing to really live a great life. So you might have to toggle back and forth between not being so hard on yourself and giving yourself space to unfold and also creating meaningful challenges for yourself that advance you in a desired direction like Capricorn North Node coming through. Your Leo rising and then this Scorpio Capricorn emphasis is like, this is about fun and creativity, Leo. Um, but you want to be expressed in a worldly concrete way. The tension there between the like Leo play and the Capricorn effectualness in the world is a big thing that you're figuring out. And then in the porphyry version of your chart, so I look at porphyry and use evolutionary techniques to understand the soul, the psyche, the psychology of an individual, whereas I would look to whole sign and Hellenistic for concrete material circumstances. So again, I'm, I'm weaving both here. But in the porphyry version, in the EA version, you have Mars, Sun, and the fifth in Scorpio. So I imagine that being creatively expressed is enormously important to you. Right. And creativity um, could be like art, you know, like uh, that kind of obvious creativity, but it's also like how we design our life, how we express, you know, our um, express like our embodiment, even like how we inhabit ourselves. But it could also be the creativity in that kind of Capricorn North way, Capricorn North node way of like how you build a life, how you build a career. Um. But given, you know, that it's this Scorpio energy, this stellium that's happening here actually with Pluto, Mars, and the sun, that's kind of edging between the fourth and the fifth house, the way that I feel into it, like what I sense here is that there could be strife or struggle around your creativity when it feels locked or channeled into places that you don't feel empowered by. Um, like Scorpio is about power and potency, and it's an extremely potent um, triple or like stellium here that you have. And so there's that sense of wanting to really bring out that creativity, but, you know, Scorpio is also very private or, you know, there's a psychological edge to things. So what I wonder with that 
you know, and also your Leo rising with Chiron and Leo in the first house, it's like that double signature, you know, Chiron being a um, pain point as well as like an initiation, like into our medicine point is like, is there something you're scared to let out? Like, is there a part of your creativity that's really edgy for you? That's like, no, I can't be that way. I'm not supposed to be that way. Or like, I would be embarrassed or like whatever it is that feels like the obstacle. Um, or if, if something is quite locked, you know, I don't quite know, um, based on just your question, I'm just kind of channeling or, you know, feeling into the dark here, but if there's something creative inside of you that you're not even sure what it is, it would be also like, how do you stoke that fire to connect with that creative edge? Uh, I saw this reel recently on Instagram. It was David Bowie talking about how art really happens when you're in a little deeper than you think you can be, when you're in the deep end, when your feet can't touch the bottom of the water. Um, and I thought about that when I looked at this signature here. So then now we also need to talk about the Taurus moon in the 10th, who just received an exact conjunction from Uranus, like quite recently um, by transit. And this is up here in the 10th house. Let me just come back to the chart itself. <clears throat> so yeah, like Uranus is sitting right on top of your moon, like that. Um, your honest transits really have a quality of inducing boredom because it it sets us, it makes us like spring-loaded in this way where like we're ready to say yes to the breakthrough or like kind of jumping off into the deep end because we get tired of the known universe. So we have this in common, by the way. I have South Node in Cancer as you have here. It's not in the same house. Um, but then I also have that South Node in Cancer ruled by a moon in Taurus. And so like, I know this from experience, but there's like a real capacity here to create like a push comfort zone, not just the moon in Taurus, but like the historic South Node past life experience of like being resourced in this kind of Cancerian way. So having a comfort zone, right? Like that's really lush, um, or very well-established, very stable. And then Uranus hitting it right now by transit. It's like, you might be feeling that itch to free yourself from that comfort zone because comfort isn't always the best. Um, but the moon is also the ruler of your whole sign 12th house. So that to me has a frequency maybe of like familiar or comfortable demons, if you will, you know, that's a really strong word, but the 12th house relates to our unconscious um, and has these, you know, different associations with things like prison or whatnot. So that kind of sense of something that you maybe feel trapped by or feels really comfortable, but not necessarily in a good way. And that Uranus is coming through by transit to help break that up. You know, and that's like, I actually, just to like pause here, I am having the same transit. My moon is farther away because um, my moon is later in Taurus. But as I try to go for changing my bedrock like patterns or comfort security things, 
I actually have strange dreams at night as I make these breakthroughs where it's almost like part of my consciousness is trying to stay the same. Like that power of moon and Taurus to establish homeostasis is deep, right? So like when I work to transform something in myself with that kind of moon and Taurus reality, it's like I... I have to have some finesse. I have to be a little bit of a trickster with it. I also have to be open to the kind of like ego deaths that come with letting go of these comforts. But it's just really interesting how there is a part of the psyche that wants to maintain homeostasis. And so that might be what you're contending with as well of like challenging, you know, maybe a part of you that stays hidden, also challenging a part of you that stays comfortable for whatever the next initiation is here for you. Okay, a few more things to tell you about. North node in the sixth house in Capricorn, it makes sense that you're a nurse, not just because the sixth house relates to health, but because the 12th house south node past has more of like a flowy, let go and let God surrendered quality to it, a sense of life experiences where you know, the flow of the day was taken care of in a larger way. Um, and you weren't maybe in as much authorship Capricorn around like the daily routines and structure of how things go. So in this life, like becoming um, connected to your habits and learning how to be effectual and how to um, be more meticulous or detail oriented is something that you're working with. And so health professions, I think, beyond sixth house connecting with that also has that energy to it of like, um, it calls for kind of that precision. It's not like, you know, floating on a riverbed and just like zoning out kind of energy. Like it's, you have to pay attention to the details. Um, but you know, you mentioned that you, I mean, it sounds like you wish that your workplace was more spiritual, and people with sixth house, 12th house nodes have sometimes this struggle between the sacred and the profane, the magical and the ordinary or mundane. And like, that's something around like, how can those two things actually fuse for you in your life where magic is everywhere and that you're also like on the, on the beat or like on the kind of pulse of the, what the sixth house requires of you. Um, but we'll come back to that. I want to also talk about the ruler of the North Node, Saturn and Aquarius in the seventh. Again, a domicile Saturn, though so it's in its home sign. It's also conjunct an asteroid related to close relationship and partnership, echoing Saturn in the seventh house of relationships. So to me, this speaks to your building relationships, like high quality, enduring, um, full of integrity, like good character you know, like in yourself and also like in the kind of space that's created between you and your connections, um, that this is majorly connected to your life purpose, that you're here to really collaborate, right? And so that might be in relationships where there is a sense of equality, um, seventh house, it could be, you know, your personal, like, uh, romantic familial, like, you know, chosen family, uh, whatnot relationships, um, in places where maybe you're more in a position of power or leadership, it would also be your skill in developing containers or um, how you conduct yourself in a professional sense, like how you serve people. Um, but yeah, something really deep about like high quality relationship, like 
sparkling, like high quality relationship. This is super echoed also by whole sign 10th house ruler, Venus, being in its home sign in Libra. Um, so again, there's like a really strong relationship signature here, but also this emphasis that purpose has to do with relationship. So coming back to, you know, magical career, if you are feeling a career pivot, maybe there's something about developing or building a career for yourself where you get to put into practice the skill that you have around fostering, mutually enriching, mutually enhancing relationships, whether that's with your clients and collaborators, or if you went to business with someone. And maybe this is connected to partnership also. Um, I don't know what this would look like in terms of um, union partnership. Just seems significant, like that Saturn-Juno connection. Um, how that would manifest, but there's some connection here between partnership and, you know, life's work. Capricorn North Node likes to have the opportunity to climb. You might feel stagnant if you can't go farther in your work. Sixth house is, you know, where you have the North Node um, or in your craft. So whether this is happening actually in your workplace, you know, or happening in significant areas of your life, there is something about advancing your craft um, and like feeling like you are developing skills. I would also say maybe something about getting into contact and conversation with people that you notice have wisdom, positioning, or skills that you would like to also develop in yourself as Saturn and Aquarius is definitely about networking and building a real social network. And again, you might have to get out of your comfort zone for this. It might be about aiming for high goals, high ideals, um, you know, yeah, aiming high. And lastly, I sense something about ancestors with this question because of the domicile Saturn, which involves a strong sense of history, um, but also that your 10th house whole sign ruler so again, Taurus would be the natural, um, you know, your midheaven is an Aries, but your whole sign 10th is Taurus, the ruler of that Venus and Libra close to the IC. So there's something about roots and ancestry. I don't know what that is, but um, might be something to explore and how connecting with your ancestors, connecting with your roots uh, might energize this question of purpose. I'm going to leave it here. Um and just share a few announcements before I close this out. So again, you can check the link in the notes for instructions on how to submit your question. You can also book a reading. I just opened my books. So those are 75 minute private one-on-one -on -one readings. Um, they're evolutionary fusion readings, which are rooted in evolutionary astrology, but I incorporate a little bit of Hellenistic. I also bring in asteroids that are prominent for you. And we close the session with some kind of integration activity, if desired, if it's in if it's in your interest, something like EFT tapping, uh, personalized visualization, or going into the Akashic records. Um, and I do that just because I, you know, astrology is like my main tool, really, that I work with people with. But I've picked up a lot of other practices and I go into trance states pretty much every day myself and also with other people like in these visions or visualizations or meditations. And I like to add in that kind of alchemical component to my readings. 
So that's the evolutionary fusion offering. And if you are a new client, that's what we're doing at overall themes of the chart. If you're a return client, we can go deeper into a particular topic that's really up for you. If you want to tune up or anything like that. Um, I'm also running the evolutionary astrology intensive again. We begin April 2nd. It's currently enrolling by application and those applications are open now. Um, so those are all the things that I wanted to share. I did forget to mention to please like this video, leave a comment. Um, maybe you share some of these signatures, but yeah, leave a comment. Let me know what you thought. And I definitely like, I said that these were going to be short, but I'm very long winded. I have a Jupiter ruled Mercury and this is how I, how I do things. But yeah, I would love to get some more submissions, um, for this project. And of course, um, work with you more individually. Um, my books are open right now for that. Um, and teach you the system of evolutionary astrology so you can read charts and have this language for yourself also. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye, everyone. Bye.